Do the Bucks have a chance of winning their division? Is Jordan Love a dark horse MVP candidate? That and more today on the Charlie Jacobs podcast. So yesterday, um, I'm recording this right now. It's Monday. It is September 11th. I'm recording this. Uh, later, I'm going to do another segment about the Monday night game, which hasn't happened yet. But as of now, um, week one is almost fully in the books. You have the Thursday night game, which I'm going to start with really quickly. Lions beat the Chiefs. They upset them. A lot of people have the Chiefs winning, even without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, who at this time has now agreed to the new one-year contract with the Chiefs. With It's built in with a bunch of incentives. He's essentially finishing out his deal here, but with a lot more incentives and a lot more money. But Kelsey trending on the positive direction for week two, but just the Chiefs wide receivers did not help Mahomes. Tony had three really, really bad drops, and Brian Branch had a pick six off one of them, which was a huge difference in in why the Chiefs lost to the Lions. Um, the Lions' Jameer Gibbs didn't play as much as people expected, but he broke the most tackles out of any running back this week, and he only had seven carries. He broke six tackles. That's very impressive, especially out of someone who had that little that little impact on not not necessarily a little impact, but also though that little snaps compared to what people expected and compared to where he was drafted. Um, some other rookies on the tie, on the Lions like tight end Sam Laporta, um, Jack Campbell made a play, and I obviously mentioned Brian Branch. The Lions look good, except Goff Goff didn't really need to do much. Um, Amon Ra had a quietly good game; he had the touchdown, um, but the Lions didn't really look like the same explosive offense as they did last year, but I'm not saying the Chiefs did either. Mahomes is still a magician on the field. He's still amazing to watch, but he needs Kelsey, and it feels like that's the team that could go out and try to trade for a receiver. Um, Devontae Adams, maybe, if the Raiders aren't good. Mike Evans, maybe, but both those teams lost. Uh, both those teams won, I'm sorry. And the, um, then you have the Cardinals with Hollywood Brown. Maybe he's a trade target for the Chiefs. They can get him maybe for cheaper. Uh, the Chiefs need to look for someone like that, even with Kelsey back, because last year, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster was there, but they didn't have Juju in this game, and they lost. Their receivers were not good. Um, moving on now to Sunday, to the big slate of Sunday. Um, just saw, I'm going to point out, first I'm going to point out some notable things, like how Justin Jefferson is... 150-plus receiving yards in consecutive season openers. That's pretty impressive, even though they lost. Um, rookie quarterbacks. Um, Anthony Richardson looked pretty good. He got hurt at the very end of the game, but um, word is from Shane Steichen that he's okay. Um, and they were very competitive against the Jags in that game. Um, you also had C.J. Stroud, who didn't throw an interception, and he caught his first pass of the game to himself, which was same thing as Brett Favre, which is kind of funny. Um, you have that. Uh, Bryce Young was not great. And the Panthers didn't win that game. Also, Ritter, actually, his first pass, it bounced up and he caught it himself, which is, that's also another thing. It's funny that it happened two plays in the same season on week one. Kind of rare. Uh, but then four o'clock games, those are the early games. Four o'clock games, uh, Tyreek Hill and Tua. Tyreek um, just broke the record for the most 200-plus yard games with multiple touchdowns. And Tyreek was amazing. He had 15 targets. Um, and then you had Tua, who... Threw for 466 yards and three touchdowns against the Chargers in that shootout. It was it was an amazing game to watch. It was awesome to see Tua and Herbert kind of going back and forth. And then Tua ended up edging him out, especially with that, that fade route to Tyreek Hill in the end zone. That, that throw is, that's the best throw I've seen from Tua in his career. And Tua looks awesome. Right now, if the season were to end today, he'd be the MVP. But it's week one. And uh, Tua right now is... He's in an elite company with um, 
the passing yards in, in a season opener, he's fourth, you know, he's third most in a game week one, only behind Tom Brady and Dan Marino now on that list. And he's ahead of Peyton Manning right now. But yeah, Tua looked perfect. Um, Tyreek was awesome. Waddle had some big plays. Uh, it didn't really look like they needed Mike Kosicki. Tua really was, th- he was throwing it at Smythe a lot early on in the game. Their run game with Mostert looked pretty solid. Uh, a Kane. Uh, a Kane is still hurt, um, and then Jeff Wilson still hurt, obviously. But yeah, and that Vic Fangio defense, especially at the end, Jalen Phillips made some big plays at the, v- at the very end of the game. So did Christian Wilkins. Jalen Phillips is a name to look out for. Um, I loved him when he was when he was getting drafted uh, before the draft, and there were some injury concerns there. But he's amazing, and I think he could take a huge leap. But speaking of defense, um, I'm gonna. There were three players in Week One who had three sacks. Two of them are in the same game. But first, I'm going to start with, from the Jags-Colts game, Josh Allen. He had three sacks, very quiet. I didn't even really recognize it until after the game, which is kind of impressive. Um, and, yeah, the Jags have that guy on defense who could just keep racking up sacks. That's huge for them, especially if they want to go win the division. Um, and, yeah, with the Jags, Calvin Ridley was great. He looked like he hadn't really missed that much NFL action. Zay Jones had one of the best one of the best catches Probably by the end of the season, it will be one of the best catches of the year. It was a great throw, great catch. Uh, Christian Kirk was quiet, but then it just Trevor Lawrence looked really good. He he looked like he looked like he belonged in the he looked like he belonged like not like what he did in his rookie year. He looks like he's continuing him how he was playing towards the end of last year in the playoffs. And then the other the other there's two other players who had three sacks. One of them is T.J. Watt, which isn't that surprising. T.J. Watt's a beast. Um, one of the top five defensive players in football right now. The other one, a little bit surprising, um, Drake Jackson on the San Francisco 49ers. Three sacks. Um, when, I, when I was watching the game, I kept seeing him getting sacks. I was like, oh, Drake Jackson getting sacks. This is, I'm a little bit surprised I'm seeing this because he wasn't the best in his rookie year. But now the Niners, they have Nick Bosa still there. Um, they signed Javon Hargrave, who had a sack. They lost Aziz Alshair in free agency, and they lost um, they lost some of their corners in free agency. But Drake Jackson was huge for them yesterday. Um, and speaking of that game, Brock Purdy looked way better than I would have expected. McCaffrey is still amazing. Ayuk was great. Um, and yeah, going back to Brock Purdy, um, I didn't expect Purdy to look that good. I thought that UCL injury would still kind of have a bit of an effect on him, and. He was the Mr. Relevant last year, so there's always that connotation that he's he's not the he's not what he he's not what he was last year. But they won, and they won in convincing fashion over a team that had a lot of hype in the preseason. the The Steelers in the preseason, everyone was calling them perfect. They were saying they were amazing. There are a lot of people, including me, including myself, saying that they're going to be a playoff team, and they completely crumbled in Week One. Either that's that could be because. Maybe it's just the preseason was a little bit fluky when and it showed people the wrong image, or it's just the Niners' defense is that good and they destroyed the Steelers' offense. Also, uh, Deontay Johnson when he went down with that injury, it didn't look great. Uh, hopefully, he's back soon. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping Deontay's back soon. But George Pickens, um, uh, he did make a really cool catch, even though it was out of bounds. But I'm not that surprised about that. Um, now just some speaking of injuries with Deontay Johnson, some more injuries on in the league. Um, JC Horn, he had a hamstring injury, was ruled out. Uh, Jack Conklin ruled out for the year with a uh, torn ACL and MCL. Uh, Aaron Jones had a little hamstring injury. Uh, 
Anthony Richardson, I mentioned earlier, he's probably going to be fine. Brandon Scherf, I haven't heard much about this, but he has uh, the ankle injury and he didn't return. Jacoby Myers has a concussion. Um, Nicobe Dean uh, is likely going to be out for a a few weeks for the Eagles. Um, Cam Hayward also was ruled out, and so so was Pat Fryermuth. And then, then the biggest injury of the day was... Actually, there was two big ones, but... J.K. Dobbins suffering a torn Achilles, out for the year. Ravens might look into free agency for running backs, but uh, Harbaugh came out and said that he thinks they have what they have what they need on the team. But Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt are still juicy names out there in free agency. Also, Marcus Williams uh, uh, feared to have torn his pectoral muscle. I'm pretty sure that was confirmed today, and he will be out for a good majority of the season. Hopefully, he comes back, and hopefully, he gets healthy soon. But that was that's just the that's just some of the injuries and then going back to some of the games uh, I want to talk about this Cleveland Cincinnati game so Joe Burrow did not look good he looked it wasn't that he was looked like he was still injured but Burrow's 0-3 in his career against the Browns um, Nick Chubb was looked amazing the Browns defense led by Miles Garrett looked pretty good their corners Denzel Ward Greg Newsom locked down Chase and Higgins Higgins eight targets zero catches very surprising especially considering what he did last year but. Yeah, um, Cleveland looked good. They looked like the better team in that game. But the Bengals last year, they started 0-2. They had a slow start. And then they ended up going 12-2 and after that. So I'm not counting them out anywhere at all. And yeah, I still have them. I still have them winning the division. But we'll see. Some other big storylines was uh, on Baltimore. Zay Flowers, he had 10 targets and he was awesome. Great, great way he demanded the targets. Um, and he looked like the best receiver on the Ravens. And when you have Lamar as a quarterback and you have that guy where you draft him in the first round, it's a great thing for them to have. In the Atlanta-Carolina game, yeah, Bryce Young, he struggled. But on the other side of the ball, the rushing attack of Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier dominated. Bijan Robinson, he had a receiving touchdown. It was a really good highlight. And then Algier was awesome on the ground with two touchdowns. Uh, Algier coming off a thousand yard season after they and then they draft Bijan, but it doesn't seem like Arthur Smith is going to stop playing Algier, and it looks like it's going to be those two guys on a run heavy team the rest of the way. Even after drafting Kyle Pitts, where they drafted him, and Drake London, where they drafted him, Drake London had zero catches. Kyle Pitts had only two. Tampa Bay Minnesota was an interesting game because I didn't expect the Buccaneers to go into to go into Minnesota and win that game. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a couple fumbles early on uh jefferson still had a good game jordan addison had a touchdown which was pretty fun but buccaneers came out on top um it, I, they just have a lot of good defensive players there were a couple of plays where i was watching and i saw vita vea just blow up through the offensive line it's just it's just crazy to see the talent they have on that defense and they still have mike evans chris goblin very talented their quarterback position is still shaky but baker got the job done he did what he needed to do and they won the game Tennessee-New Orleans was an interesting game. Uh, there were eight combined field goals in that game, which was a lot. And it was not what I was expecting to watch. I was expecting more touchdowns. And um, also another interesting fact, Ty J. Spears outsnapped Derrick Henry in the game. That's just something to monitor. It's probably just because of game script. But it is very interesting because there was a lot of buzz about how Ty J. Spears was looking great in training camp and preseason. Uh, Washington, Arizona, obviously Washington won that game at the end, but 
there were there was a lot of time where it looks like Arizona was going to win that game. Arizona's defense really got to Howell. Howell made a couple very questionable plays. He also made a couple good plays. Like there was one well, that one touchdown throw that he had to Brian Robinson that was a good throw. But Howell didn't look like what people said he was looking like in preseason. Howell did look very good in preseason. He did not show that against the team that everyone thinks is going to have the number one overall pick this year. Um, speaking of the Cardinals, though, Zach Ertz, 10 targets. Then you have uh, Las Vegas versus Denver. Jimmy Garoppolo got the job done. He won. Russell Wilson did look better than he did last year for sure. It's early. Judy isn't, wasn't playing. Um, but, yeah, Russell's making some throws that he wouldn't have made last year. That could be because something we did with Sean Payton or just because he did slim down in the offseason and he looks a little bit faster and lighter. Las Vegas, though, uh, Jacoby Myers was having a great game until he got concussed in the fourth quarter. Uh, Devontae Adams was looking good. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't really connecting on the deep passes. They didn't really go for those, but just a lot of quick, shorter completions, middle, middle of the field completions. And Josh Jacobs was a little bit inefficient, but Jimmy Garoppolo just got the job done. Um, then you have the Philadelphia versus New England game. After Philly went up 16-0, it looked like the game was over, but New England clawed their way back in. And, yeah, I thought uh, I thought there was, a good, there was a good amount of time where I thought New England was going to win that game. Mac Jones played really well. He was That's the best he's looked in a little while. And speaking of Mac Jones... Um, he was he's the four he had the fourth most passing yards that day. Three touchdowns, one interception. It was uh three hundred and sixteen yards. I think Mac Jones to look like that on week one against the Eagles defense, really impressive. Um then on the other side of the ball, Eagles on offense struggled a little bit. That might be because the weather might be just the Patriots defense is much better than people thought, or just something with the coaching. But Jalen Carter was phenomenal. He was the best. He looked like one of the best defensive players on the field, um, and that's on a field with a bunch of Eagles players, including Darius Slay, who had that pick six. But Jalen Carter, he 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 had nine total pass pressures on thirty-four pass rushing snaps, which was really really impressive for a rookie. But I think Jalen Carter, there's a good chance that he's the best player in the draft class from last year. Before I move on to the next game, I also want to mention that Bill O'Brien is back as the offensive coordinator in New England, which could be a huge contributing factor to the success of Mac Jones against that Eagles defense. The other 4 o'clock game was the Bears-Packers. Uh, Justin Fields didn't look amazing in that game. Bears offense looked like last year, except, yeah, they had DJ Moore, who didn't really do anything. But the Packers... I know I mentioned on my last podcast where I thought they could be really sneaky good. And since then, I've kind of had them in first place in the division over the Lions. I mean, this week, the Lions, I don't think they should have beaten the Chiefs. The Chiefs were missing Kelsey, and there were a couple drops that if they aren't dropped, the Chiefs win that game. Mahomes is amazing, and that was a little bit fluky. But I do think the Packers win this division. They have a very good coach in Matt LaFleur, and Jordan Love looked awesome. Um, Packers put up 38 points on the Bears. The Bears, even with all the new defensive acquisitions, including Tremaine Edmonds, they still couldn't stop the Packers. Um, I'm going to now give my bold prediction for the year. Uh, I'm going to call it the Jacobs jugular. Jordan Love will win MVP. That's my bold prediction of the year. Jordan Love looks amazing. He looks like it looks like it was Aaron Rodgers out there. I'm not going to lie. 
But that's my bold prediction. Jordan Love shocks the world and wins MVP in his first year as the Packers starter. Now on to the game I don't really want to talk about because I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, uh, last night was tough to watch because the Giants, they looked really good on that first drive and then the false start and then the field goal block that was a touchdown and then the pick six and it all just kept going downhill from there. 40 to nothing is not a good way to lose, especially in week one, especially with the hype surrounding them. I thought the Giants... Part, part of it might be me being the fan, but also I thought they were going to be good. They had a lot of they had a great offseason. Um, Waller didn't do much. Their defensive signings didn't really do much. Deontay Banks had a couple of good pass breakups, but he left the game early with cramping. Uh, the right side of the Giants' offensive line was non-existent. The Cowboys kept getting pressure. Uh, I know it was Odigazua and Dorrance Armstrong. They both had two sacks. Michael Parsons kept getting to the quarterback. Um, John Michael Schmitz, he was okay. He definitely let some, some Cowboys get into the backfield. On, on many occasions, but still, uh, I don't blame him as much. He's a rookie. It was his first career game. Andrew Thomas was good, but he kind of got banged up uh, on that on that block field goal, and looks like he has a hamstring injury. Brian Dable says he doesn't know about the results of the imaging yet, and he'll let, it, and he'll let everyone know on Wednesday. But, yeah, Cowboys look great. Um, on defense especially. Their offense, it was fine. It was a lot of running the ball, running the clock out. Um, Dak Prescott didn't really look much different from last year. He didn't throw a pick, which is impressive considering how many turnovers he had last year. But Cowboys offense looked pretty good. Their defense looked like the best defense I've ever seen, especially especially as now a sad Giants fan after getting blown out 40 to nothing. And the last game of the weekend. Right now, it is in the middle of the third quarter. 33 seconds remaining in that quarter. Bills lead the Jets 13-3. to uh, This game, it's hard to watch, especially after seeing Rodgers go down. Uh, Zach Wilson looks just like he did last season. Josh Allen looks good. He's thrown two picks. They were both bombs to Jordan Whitehead, but that Rodgers injury is brutal. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Really, know what to say about it. We don't know what it is for sure. Um, it's speculated to be an Achilles, which is, in my opinion, the worst injury in football, and the hardest to come back from, especially at his age too. And with all the hype that he was getting, it's just sad to see it. I hope he's okay, and I hope he recovers. But also, just. Knowing knowing so many Jet fans, I was I was rooting for the Jets tonight. Um, it's a whole it's such a cool story. And then Rodgers goes down on the fourth snap that he played of the season. Back to back night for New York sports. Last night the Giants got blown out forty to nothing. Tonight the Jets lose Aaron Rodgers for the season, and maybe that could be his career ender. Uh, depending on if it really is an Achilles and how bad it is. Other than that, though, in the game, some storylines. Brees Hall looks amazing. He had that 83-yard run. I mean, Brees Hall is looking unbelievable. Um, James Cook has looked pretty explosive for the Bills. Diggs is looking like Diggs. Uh, Dalton Kincaid has four catches. Uh, Josh Allen seems to like him. The, the Bills have been doing a lot of two tight end sets. They've had um, uh, Deontay Hardy in the backfield. I haven't heard his name in like a couple of years. He was on the Saints last year. But he's been getting the ball a little bit. Allen, yeah, the two picks. The Jets' D-line is looking good. 
Um, for the Jets, they have a bunch of players at the sack. Al Woods, Bryce Huff, Quentin Jefferson, and John Franklin Myers. They each have a sack. But just the whole thing, it's just it's really not the same, especially since what happened to Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully, Zach Wilson could be good because it looks like they're going to be with him for the rest of the season or unless they find someone else. But, yeah, it's just a bummer. But that's that's all I have for this week. Um, thank you for listening to the Charlie Jacobs Podcast. Um, I'll be here next week for my recap of week two of the NFL season.